all bad things. Tragedy. Tragedies, disasters. That's bad things. Trigger warning for everything possible. What? Hello. <laughs> I'm David. I'm Rachel. And this is All Bad Things. And what are we drinking tonight to celebrate? Just in, just life? Yeah. L'chaim? Uh, L'chaim. Uh, <laughs> this is Hell Yes, Ma'am. From? Raleigh Brewing Company, yeah, just we, down the road. We should uh, put that out on Insta. Oh, we should. And hashtag it with uh, Raleigh Bre- Brewing. Yes. It is a Belgian-style golden, <laughs> fruity and spicy, and according what, to this. And what's the ABV? <laughs> 9.2% alcohol. Ouch. So we probably need to get this episode done within an hour <laughs> before it completely falls off the rails. Well, I'm already there. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, follow us. Do you want to do that? Speaking or? of social meds. Social meds, yes. Follow us Insta, Twitter, Facebook at All Bad Things Pod. You can email us, allbadthingspod at gmail.com. We got a really lovely email, and I really wish I remembered the person's name who wrote it. Um, I believe Matthew. I hope that's the right name. At any rate, they lived in... There are pretty good odds there's a Matthew out there somewhere listening. (laughs) They're um, uh, from Australia, but living in Hong Kong, and just wrote... That's interesting. Yeah, just wrote a really nice and encouraging email and also said if we're ever in hong kong let them know because we'll Maybe one day go have a beer we yeah. seem to be picking up uh quite a few um aussie and kiwi listeners yes yes kiwi is being new zealanders i don't know if that, yes. uh, that might be a slur i Ooh, think against them that's a if it is i apologize I, i've only heard it in like an endearing oh, okay sort of context but i don't know uh steven one of our regular listen listeners can advise he's from new zealand so just i've been doing since i went to go see 1917 which i believe mm-hmm. i talked about the last I time think you did i've been doing a lot of world war one stuff mm. uh just like looking or poking re- around or reading articles yeah. and things like that watching youtube clips and other things and Apparently, it was the first time that uh, Australia and New Zealand fought together in a war. It was in World War One. Okay, and someone... I think that gets brought up in the Battlefield One game, too, if okay. I'm not mistaken. Someone very specifically wanted to mention, too, that, like, um, Australia was totally involved in World War Two, which apparently we made it sound like they were not... Did I? Oh, okay. I, I know. I, I, yeah, we, I, we, uh, yeah, we used them as a, as a base. Yeah, so a lot of times... Part. People get kind of upset over things that we basically just say in passing. So sorry. Or forget to say. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of things people say. <laughs> I, I, I saw that segue coming. <laughs> um, since this is a reverse <laughs> bad thing, I thought this would be a good time to bring it up. Someone Uh-oh. left us a three-star review. So this is not a one-star rant. This is a three-star rant. Because they said that it was a great podcast but they gave us a three-star review, so the question is why. Here's why. They said, Rachel, stop interrupting David. <laughs> yeah, stop it. I would like to point out we both interrupt each other. Oh, yes, we do. It's our banter. It's yes. how we, neither of us get offended by it either. No. It's just what we do. Um, Sometimes I get a little vis- uh, visibly, you can't see me, audibly annoyed. 
because I'm right to, about to get to my, my punchline. But I don't know if you notice mm. that when I read my research, I'm looking at you so that I can see when you're about to say something so I can stop. You ah, keep okay. your eyes down pretty. I do. Like you're concentrating. And I get it. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. So you need a cue. Well, I, I need you to be looking at... No, now this is turning into like a weird criticism of you. This is not what I mean. I don't care. Like, I don't Thank mind you. at all. Thank you, three-star reviewer. <laughs> what I'm saying is I got called out for something we both do. Of course. I think it's misogynistic because I think that women tend to get called out for being loud, annoying, bitchy, whatever, way more than men do. Do they? <laughs> oh, no, David. Do they? Yes, they do. Yeah. I would say more often, yeah. Yes. So I think that was a really fucking I, stupid I know, thing to say. Because I know I do it more often. Wait, interrupt? I'm or? kidding. No. Oh. <laughs> no. Complain about women. Go. No. <laughs> you don't. You don't. Um, well, before I say a nice thing to you, I want <laughs> to finish cussing thing. out this asshole. Oh, yes. That you can go fuck three, yourself. It was a three-star review. It was, but this is tax season, goddammit, and I'm not going to take it. (laughs) I have a hundred fucking returns to do on my to-do list, and I'm not joking. It is literally 100. Yeah, and those are the fucking returns. That's not even getting to the normal returns. These are all the people who have come to me before February 6th, whatever today is. It is the 6th, yes. So we're not even halfway through tax season. Yeah, Yeah, today is the the 6th. I, I work I work overnight, so my days yeah, are yeah yeah run together. And especially but, dates. I'm like, what yeah. date is it? Yeah. So, like, when I'm responsible for a lot of shit, especially running my own business and dealing with people's fucking finances, if the worst thing I do is interrupt my spouse from time to time who doesn't complain about it, then maybe you can fucking go fuck yourself. <laughs> If you think this is a character flaw or something worth docking two stars. And maybe I just lost a loyal listener. I kind of don't care right now. Well, speaking of fucking going to oh. fuck yourself. Well, wait, wait, wait. I oh, did want to say the nice thing because oh, it reminded yeah, me of the nice thing. Abby, the captain of the All Bad mm-hmm. Things Yacht Club, of course, um, wanted me to pass along that she really appreciated that. I, I forget if it was in the last episode or maybe one of the more recent episodes, you corrected yourself from saying committed suicide to completed suicide. And she said oh, yeah, she okay. really appreciated that, that you, that you really put in an effort to be sensitive about things like that. And that is much appreciated. Oh, well, you're welcome. Yeah, I'm proud of you too. Well, I'm trying. That's great. Yeah. It's, it's... I'll get there, Gen Z. <laughs> you're, I think you're doing pretty good. I actually think you're doing, well, you're on, doing darn good. On that note, of course, the, the younger generation has its annoyances in my eyes, just like mm-hmm. every younger gener- generation does to every exactly. older generation. <laughs> but I vividly remember thinking when I was like, I don't know, like 18, 19, 20, somewhere in there that... If I if I do because at that <laughs> at that point it was a question like am I gonna make it to forty like on the like, right. on the track I'm on it's not looking so good but uh, I remember thinking at that time like you know if I ever get around that age you know I will try my hardest not to criticize yeah people who are twenty years younger than me because Absolutely. I don't know their point of view just like they don't just like people forty years old now don't know my 
19-year-old point of view. And just like when they're 40, they're not going to get the people who are 20. Yeah, and like it's, it's, and it's, it's, a, just, it's, it's a revolving cycle. door. Yeah, yes. exactly. I, I agree, and I think that the most important thing is to recognize you don't have to understand everything about a younger yeah, there's, generation. There's plenty of things it's I don't okay. get, and I'm just like, well, that's fine. Maybe mm-hmm. it's not for me to get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I personally have a lot of faith in Gen Z. Like, this is the generation of, like, growing up with fucking active shooter drills. It's pretty and, fucking crazy. I, I am so glad I grew up when I did. Yeah. And as, as like, a, this will really fuck up your adulthood. And, um... And Greta Thunberg, and just like it's it's a and and the Parkland kids, like there's a lot of activism and a lot of cool people in the yeah Gen because Z, it's like Gen a, Z. like when I was growing up, like you kids today, the mm. end of that sentence was, was never you're gonna get shot in school, right? Now that's a completely feasible way to end a sentence with you kids today might get shot when you're in class, right? Yeah, not that it didn't happen when I was growing up, but nowhere near the frequency right. it does now, right? So yeah, so we love you, Gen Z. Shout out to all our Most Gen of the Z time. listeners. Not all the time. Most of the time. <laughs> okay, boomer. So speaking of... Uh, oh, do not drop I that know, on me. I know, you're not a boomer. So speaking of something that Gen Z probably won't understand... <laughs> this is so fun. I'm so excited about this episode. Let's get into Action Park. Action Park! There you go. So Action Park was an amusement and water park located in Vernon, New Jersey, on the grounds of the Vernon Valley Great Gorge Ski Resort. The park consisted primarily of water-based attractions and originally opened to the public on May 26, 1978 under the ownership of Great American Recreation. Or GAR. Or GAR. <laughs> so let's let's pause for a second and think about what kind of people were around <laughs> on, May, on May 26, <laughs> 1978 in, in New Jersey. Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this oh. is this is a time. Where punk rock has just taken off. True, yeah. And CBGB, New York. CBGB's literally uh, just down the road. Right. You know, in, in, a, different, in a different state, but right. this is the tri-state area, mm-hmm. uh, which is a term you'll probably hear me use a couple of times. The tri-state means it's the sliver of... New York, New Jersey, and what? Connecticut. Oh, okay. Oh, it's, duh, yeah. Yeah, it's northern New Jersey, the tip of northern New Jersey. Right. Essentially New York City. And the southern tip of Connecticut. Because southern Jersey is kind of Philly. It is, yes. We're yeah. pissing off so many Jersey <laughs> listeners right now. And Jersey listeners are not people you want to piss off. No, either. they're not. You do not want to p- piss off somebody from Jersey. One of my uh, one of my best friends when I lived in Greenville is from Rahway, New Jersey. Rahway? Rahway, where I hung out a couple of times and is also mentioned in the movie Goodfellas. Your friend or the Rahway? <laughs> uh, Rahway, <laughs> not my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Although with his last name, it might have been in there somewhere. His oh, last name is like... his last name is Delessio. Oh, so. <laughs> that's a name. <laughs> that's how... Delessio from Jersey. Yeah, yeah. Who'd have, who'd have guessed? So, 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 so much... keep that. So okay. keep keep the keep the creatures in mind. The crowd, the yes. milieu. And I, I will include myself as one of those creatures. Trust me, I had pretty much the same mentality as these people growing up. You could have um, fit in Jersey. I think Possibly, yeah. But you also it wouldn't have, have been, fit in Canada. Yeah, it wouldn't have been a stretch either You're way. You're versatile. Yeah, that's what I like about yeah. uh, Messina people. Our, versa- <laughs> versa- our, our versatility, that's what we're known for. <laughs> <laughs> so, Action Park featured three separate attraction areas. The Alpine Center, Motor World, and Water World. So this is kind of like um, Magic Kingdom, Epcot, 
or or maybe more like a Fantasy Island, like the, all the little for people who are drunk and high. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Wait, so Motor World, Motor World, and Water World, not the movie, not the, not the <laughs> blockbuster Costner. Kevin Costner movie. <laughs> and what was the first one? Uh, the Alpine Center. Alp- Alpine. The Alpine. Well, skiing. Alpine. I guess, yeah. yeah. Is skiing big in Jersey? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, Mount Vernon. This is where we're oh. Vernon Valley, Great Gorge Ski. Oh. Yeah. Oh, well, here not, I not am. Not Mount Vernon. I messed that up. That's somewhere else. But this, but yes, this okay. uh, this it's area. A mountainous region. And it's. Is it like the the parts Appalachians of it? or what is it? Uh, let's not get into geography. Because okay. <laughs> I'm horrible at geography. <laughs> I should be better, but I'm not. Gotcha. So anyway. The latter was one of the first American water parks in the world. Many of its attractions were one of a kind, and the park brought in customers from all over the tri-state area of New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. There it is. Okay. Now you said the the lat the latter being, being Waterworld was gotcha. one of the first modern American water parks. Gotcha. So by the time I was growing up, water parks were a thing. Like yeah, it was just like we just have those. Right. But in 1978, apparently it was something brand new. So Action Park's popularity popularity <laughs> went hand-in-hand hand with a reputation for poorly designed rides, <laughs> undertrained and underage staff, intoxicated guests and, st- and staff, and consequently, a poor safety record. Jesus, when you mix all those things together, you would never think a poor safety record is what comes out of it. Wait, so you mean that a bunch of people were getting drunk in Jersey? <laughs> And going and on doing rides. Stupid shit. And and operating the rides as well. I mean, this is yeah. We kid because we love we love you, New we Jersey. We do. So we're gonna get into this uh, on kind of on the back end, but mm-hmm. uh, in all seriousness. Yeah, here's the not so good part and why we're even covering this. Right. right. Six people are known to have died as a result of mishaps on the rides at the park. And along with numerous in- injuries, it was given nicknames such as now we're gonna get back into the okay, fun. Okay. And it's a hard transition to yeah. make, but <laughs> So one of its nicknames was Traction Park, <laughs> meaning a lot of customers left a little skin behind and came home bruised up. <laughs> Accident Park and the very genius and very obvious Class Action Park. <laughs> little effort was made by state regulators to address oh, these issues, despite the park's history of repeat violations. In its later years, personal injury lawsuits led to the closure of an increasing number of rides, and eventually the entire park itself closed on September 2nd. 1996. So it lasted 18 years. It lasted a generation, basically. And it's around again, and we, oh. we will get into that. Can we shout out where we got the idea for this episode? Absolutely. Okay. So my sister Sarah, who has a guest start on this show, um, on our fine fine program, uh, in the Russian bath liquid and the locusts plague episodes, um, shared this video with me of a new YouTube channel, and I believe there's a, po- a corresponding podcast as well, but at any oh, rate, okay. it's called Defunct Land. It's great. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah, it's fantastic. It is so awesome. It And so so I've only watched a couple of things from it so far, but it is fantastic. I'm going to say I've watched about a dozen episodes okay. at this point. Yeah. So why don't you describe what the idea behind defunct land is well it's a it's a little bit all over the place because i've seen <clears throat> videos on different sort but like it's it's main culture. its main theme seems to be amusement park rides or just 
uh, overall parks. or just overall attractions that people like have gone Disney's to. Disney's America. Yeah. That stupid thing they so, tried to do. So they go in because it's it's really neat because they, they go into the history of the ride itself, the company, things like that, and what caused it to be now defunct. And mm-hmm. it's, it's really interesting. It's pre- presented in a very funny way. It too. is really funny. Very sort of deadpan funny. Oh, yeah. Yeah, very five points vids. Yes, right. Very yeah. much so. Yeah, a, a, a fun thing to follow if you're into sports. But um, uh, yeah, it, it's really funny. They also do defunct TV. Oh, that's right. Did, we, yeah. we saw one episode of Legends that. Legends of the Hidden Temple. That's right. Yeah, so show me that. Yes, one of my favorites when I was a kid. Any older millennials might remember that or... or or younger millennials, or I had no idea what it was. Older Gen Z. Anyway, you might remember it. <laughs> Those people. It's awesome. It is so awesome that here is what I've done during tax season. I must share because I'm like I'm so proud of myself, and it has made it like slightly bearable during tax season. So I have a spreadsheet of like a hundred customers. And I'm a clients, and I'm like, how do I make sure that I've checked in with all of them? The hell yes, ma'am is kicking in. I think you know that though. Yes, I do. Like, how can I make sure that I am checking in? I cannot go through a list of a hundred people every single day. I have to like rotate them. Like maybe this is the Sunday. These are the Sunday people. These are the Monday people, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Well, so I grouped them by days of the week, and my sister Sarah was like, well, that's The really Sunday boring. People sounds like a really great alternative <laughs> Listen, yeah, or their we're, album. We're, we're taking or, that. <laughs> or their album title and <laughs> album name of the band and title track. <laughs> there you go. So Sarah was like, well, that's super boring. You should name them something more fun than that. So I named my groups of clients after the team's Legends of the Hidden Temple. So we have the... the uh, red jaguars and the green (laughs) monkeys and the silver snakes and the purple parrots and all that and i came up with a brand new name because there's only six teams on legends of the hidden temple i came up with the gingerly lemurs (laughs) i would have gone with the uh oh the servals yes the servals (laughs) that would have been a little serval friend over here yeah watching me read this it's kind of two two stuffed animals it's kind of weird looking and the other stuffed animal you got from for donating Saving the Survivors. That's right. In all seriousness, I do recommend that charity, Saving the Survivors. I've mentioned it before, but yeah, they are I think so. um they take care of animals who have been injured because of horrid things that people do to maim like giant animals like rhinos and elephants and poaching and shit like that. And those people when I see those like Facebook stories of, oh, this guy got mauled. This big game hunter got mauled to death. I'm like, well, you know what? Good. <laughs> Maybe there is a god, <laughs> <laughs> and he's got a good sense of justice. Or maybe just sometimes shit catches up with you. Absolutely. So instead of humans doing horrible things to animals, why don't we talk about <laughs> humans doing horrible things to themselves? Adults doing horrible yes. things to children. Yes, that Except too. Except not as awful as that sounds. No. Yeah. That so could go very dark. Uh, as I mentioned, you know, a little bit ago, we'll get into the deaths kind of at the end because this uh, this is kind of a fun episode because this is I don't know. These, it's not quite like a fun the, frivolous. The so concept for this park and when I get into the rides, it's so ridiculous <laughs> that it's I can't believe this place existed, but it did. So the idea for the park began in 1976 when Eugene Mulvihill and his company Great American Recreation, which you'll hear me mention multiple times mm-hmm. in this episode. 
the owners of the recently combined Vernon Valley uh, Great Gorge Ski Area wanted to find a way to generate revenue during the summer, of course. Because the, the ski lodges and oh, slopes okay, are I gotcha. not so, being used. So we get our money during the winter. How can we get our money during this, the mm-hmm. summer? Much like a tax preparer. There you go. <laughs> I get most of my money in three months. How can I make a living the rest of the year? So that year, being 1976, they followed the trend of many other ski areas in the nation and opened a 2,700-foot-long or 820-meter... Or <laughs> love that you translated that alpine slide down one of the steep ski trails now alpine slide yeah what is that we're gonna get into that in a little bit it doesn't sound like what it is it sounds like i'm talking about a slide that goes 820 meters it's kind of what i'm talking about (laughs) but we'll we'll get into that but it's even worse than you imagine yes it's worse than you think (laughs) you can't even think of what this thing is so for the summer of 1978 Mulvihill Hill added two water slides and a go-kart track and named the collection of rides the Vernon Valley Summer Park. The following year, more water slides and a small deep water swimming pool, as well as tennis courts and a softball field, were added to what became known as the Waterworld section of... Action Park! Which was still somewhat of a nickname at this time. It wasn't, so it wasn't the official, their official name. name. You, you said the official name, didn't you? At some point. Well, the official name is Action Park. Well, but no, it... at this point, or did he not? Oh, yeah. Uh, no, at this point, it is known as the Vernon Valley Summer Park. It sounds kind of like a summer camp. A little like, bit. Because, like, tennis courts. Like, you Softball. Can... Very, pools. Um, very much sort of the Poconos uh, resort, kind of like uh, what you see in... Um, Dirty Dancing. <laughs> you can probably see this on YouTube for free, or I'm sure one of the services has it, but uh, check out the movie Meatballs, my young friends. Which stars <laughs> you know, I don't a, think I've ever seen it. You've that. never seen it. stars a very young Bill Murray. John Candy? No, uh, no. Harold Ramis. It's a, oh, okay. It's a, it's a, I think it came out in 79 or 80. It's it was about, Ghostbusters before Ghostbusters. No, 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 no. It's a oh. summer camp. Oh. Meatballs. It's just, but like Harold Ramis and Bill Murray were in Ghostbusters. They were, but in this, they were in a summer camp. They weren't fighting ghosts. Well, I mean, I don't mean. <laughs> I, I'm not saying there were ghosts at the summer camp. Anyway. I'm not saying that any movie they ever, every movie they ever did, were fighting ghosts. <laughs> but okay, check out the movie Meatballs. Okay, you will not regret it. So by 1980, Motor World had been carved out of the swampy lands, the ski area across Route 94. Combined, these areas formed one. That didn't make sense. What had been okay. By 1980, Motor World had been carved out of the swampy lands that ran across the ski area resort on Route 94. So okay, it's so just they, these... like they had more land. Mm-hmm. They first that they developed... probably already owned, and they're just like, well, it's just sitting there. Let's they first do developed with this it. sort of like summer camp mm-hmm. theme in Water World, and then they were like, what can we do with this swamp? Yeah, on this can we do side? With it? Oh, we'll put a let's just we'll put an attraction World. on it. Motor World. So combined, these areas formed one of North America's earliest modern water parks. Huh, so it's that's got, interesting. It's just it's got well, everything. This is like pre Sea World and stuff like kind that. Kind of maybe? just around that time where when I mean that was starting to proliferate. By the time I was a little kid, which was like I was a Early, little kid in the eighties, mm-hmm. uh, theme parks were kind of a thing. Yeah. But I guess probably ten years earlier, maybe if not, I'm not so much. Mistaken, Disney World didn't open until like seventy two to seventy four. Something Disney like that. World, but Disneyland Disneyland had been open prior to that, but it was in like the sixties, right? Or something like that? I something like yeah. that. I honestly don't know, but like 
I feel like when they opened Disney World is when they were like, we can franchise this shit. Yeah, we can put these things everywhere. Yeah. Or the idea was, we yeah. can ha- we can have one of those. Theme parks mm-hmm. and... and I mean, eventually that would even go into, like, giant malls, like the Mall of America. I mean, yeah, there are several theme parks close to us. We've just never been to them. Or I went to one like of them the along. Like the Dominion. Uh, Carowinds and right outside of oh, Charlotte. Yeah. It's pretty close. And then there's even, like, the Great which Wolf I, Lodge. Which I was at Carowinds, like, a long time ago when I lived in Greenville. Really? <laughs> yes, I went there a couple of times. You know, I don't think I've been to a theme park. I don't know That might have been the last time. Honest to God. I The We've whole time I'm doing this, together. Do you we know haven't. That? Wow. And the whole time I'm doing this research, I'm like, I'm like, what is the last? I'm like, when's the last time I was on a roller coaster? Yeah, I don't think it happened at all in the last decade. I remember it was right before we met, and I went to the well, maybe the year before we met, but I went on a, a roller coaster at the state fair, which is just down the road from us now. It is, and that was terrifying. <laughs> I went with my dad because he got free tickets for being a state employee, and. That shit was terrifying. I literally held his hand the entire like not held. I like squeezed. fucking squeezed his hand the whole time, going, "Oh god, oh god, oh god, oh god, oh god, oh god, oh god!" Like it was miserable. I fucking hated it. I, so, I'm so, not really an amusement park person. I don't no, know if that's, that's coming. That's probably why we okay. haven't been to one together. That could be. <laughs> we do need to take the nieces and nephews. And I'm fine with going to one. Yeah. I actually uh, researching this episode made me want to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. But anyway. <laughs> you know it's not like what we're about to describe. No, it is not. Let's Are hope so. Are we still so. on the first page? Yeah, we're on the second page now. Oh, good. The very first uh, word. Of 13. So, Great American Recreation <laughs> operated the Ver- Vernon Valley Great Gorge and Action Park with no liability insurance. Try doing that today. No liability insurance. No liability well, insurance. in all fairness, this was before litigation was like a big threat. And also... The state of New Jersey did not require it, and Great oh, American wow. and Great American Recreation found it more economical to, well, <laughs> to go to court rather yeah. than purchase liability insurance since they relied on their own self-insurance. However, they what, all, what is self-insurance? I'm sorry, what I, is? I don't know. They, I, they, just to, to be clear, I am a financial uh, professional, and I don't know what self-insurance. Well, whatever. We won't get into that because because I didn't get into it. Okay. They found another route to go other than the state. I'm well, guessing. if they weren't required to, then that's yeah. up to them. Yeah. So, however, they ultimately purchased liability insurance from Evanston Insurance Company in May of 1995 to cover Action Park and the skiing facilities. So, I'm sorry, not until 1995, not until 1995 which was right before they closed. Something happens the very next year, which is they closed. <laughs> Wonder if that had anything to do when with it. When they finally get liability insurance. Yeah. I'm insured for $2 million. <laughs> Like, just to be clear, I'm insured for $2 million yeah. in my business. And you're not shoving, nothing. And you're not shoving somebody down the side of a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. But this is before, like, the era of the class action lawsuit. Um, well, this is probably why the class action lawsuit well, came to be, which, which we'll get into. By the way, watch Hot Coffee. That is a great Oh, yeah, it is. I, mm-hmm. Yes. We, we either watched it together, or but I have seen it. I don't think we did. I think we've seen it separately. But it that's is, about the McDonald's. It is, but it's a great explanation mm-hmm. of the necessity of class action lawsuits. It's, sure. it's a good, it's a good consumer protection sort of duck. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> so I, we've, we've oh, uh, wait. Oh, let me see. As I ni- need to keep. As I need to keep up my reputation of interrupting you. As nineteen ninety five progressed. <laughs> Wait, we're already in 1990? Well, we skipped oh, okay. to the future a little bit because okay, of liability, the liability and things. Insurance. So, uh, Great American Recreation's financial woes continued to accumulate. First Fidelity Bank, who lent $19 million to GAR, 
uh, and some 15 other connected corporations filed suit against <laughs> them in an effort to begin the process of foreclosing on the debt owed to them. Law, oh, wow. fir- law firms owed money for services rendered between 1991 and 1993 also <laughs> began filing suit. So they owed attorneys they, a whole bunch of money. Yes, and a bank and a bank loaned them 19 million dollars, and they were still underwater. So, oh, God. Uh, as November 1995 approached, Great American Recreation negotiated a deal with Naramco Capital Corporation and the Pradium Fund of Credit Suisse First Boston. Oh, my goodness. In which they would purchase the debt owed to First Fidelity, temporarily fending off an impending foreclosure. So the debt got sold off. Yeah, that happens. In February 1996, the creditors who had taken on Great American Recreation's debt petitioned to force GAR into bankruptcy over the $14 million owed, which is not uncommon, Yeah. by the struggling company. Uh, Great American Recreation filed for Chapter 11 protection that mm-hmm. following March, but remained optimistic that they could regain their financial footing within a year. Oh, yeah, because you know how you just bounce back just, after a bankruptcy? Yeah, that's a $14 million and $19 million and Lawsuits from different countries and all kinds. Yeah, so, yeah, we're just going to bounce back. We'll, like, we'll get it together. Bankruptcy does happen to it both does. individuals and companies sometime. And you will recover. But it's not going to take a year. No, it's certainly not going to take a year. It might not take anything at all. It might just be done. Right. Well, certainly for a company that's Mm -hmm. just being stupid. Yes. So Action Park closed at the end of the season, as usual, on Labor Day, September 2nd, 1996. Okay. As the 1997 summer season approached, Great American Recreation remained optimistic. They just like remaining optimistic. Yes, they do. (laughs) That's probably how they answer the phone. We're optimistic. Remaining optimistic. Yes. (laughs) Action Park would open as expected on June 14th, as they were hoping. Okay. In spite of massive layoffs that occurred Uh-oh. at the end of the prior ski season. So you have to remember, this is the, the ski resort is still going on. So they still have okay. a revenue stream that way. But Is it a separate business interest, though? Action I think Park it's a, itself does not have a ski. I think it's a separate like right. entity of the overall gotcha. company, gotcha. is what I think mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. But this entity of the company, they're like, that's uh, it's... it's <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have, might have to throw we this away. Optimistic. We remain optimistic. Hello, we're optimistic. <laughs> uh, the opening date was pushed back to June 28th and then to mid-July. On June 25th, 1997, Great American Recreation announced the cessation of all its operations, including Action Park. That would really suck for anyone who was like, oh, we're going back to Action Park next summer. Yeah, well, no. it would have sucked, but also it could have saved their life. So. Yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> So following the demise of Great American Recreation in 1997, Pradum Recovery Fund purchased the Vernon Valley Great Gorge Resort, including Action Park, for $10 million. Yeah, it's like you, now sweep, remember, you, you, you accumulate it in the bank. Now remember, they had accumulated, Great American Recreation had accumulated, I believe it was $33 million in debts. Debt. And this company is just taking it over for $10 million. So they're like, hmm. Eh. Like, yeah. So... Just a little little business sense right there. Yeah. A good good business move. Mm-hmm. The investment group put Angel Projects in charge of managing the resort and aimed to spend $20 million to upgrade the ski resort's equipment and trails okay. to remodel the water water park. So they weren't trying to, like, offload the land or something. They were really they were, trying to they get were, this back up They were like, money. okay, we bought it on the cheap. <clears throat> uh-huh. We've got if we this. we put some money into right. it, we can get this working again. Like, it's going to cost us some money up front, but if we do the right yeah. things, it'll make us money on the back end, which is... 
gee, that's called an investment. <laughs> that's true. Like like making sure uh, people have good medical care. That's an investment. Oh. So they can go to work and you know things like that. I wonder if anyone who maybe really won the Iowa caucus has been talking about that. I don't know, and I don't think that thing is settled yet either. Last I checked, it was still at 97% <laughs> three days bad. later. Anyway, that's a different. That's our all bad politics all podcast. Bad politi- well, at this point, we might as well just call it politics. <laughs> <laughs> So, we've got uh, we've got an angel investor, uh, Pradium Recovery Fund, and you're basically coming in, taking over the park, uh, taking oh, over the funding. I I love that you call them an angel investor. They're not an angel investor. They're have, called angel projects. Oh, that's well, which makes it well, confusing. But they are also kind of well, whatever. It's it's anyway. a different thing when someone's an angel investor. You are but, correct, but they but could have, they could have like, been both things. It kind of makes sense, like just in the they sort of saved. <laughs> the concept was of action action park yes yeah but exclamation point canadian eh? Aww. resort developer intrawest however purchased the park and surrounding ski area in february 1998 okay so it changed hands a couple times mm-hmm. the company revamped the water world section of action park and reopened it for 1998 for the 1998 season as mountain creek water park while the Motor World and Alpine Center sections were demolished. <laughs> so, like, okay, these two sections are just shit. Yes. But the water park has promise. So, uh, Mountain Creek Water Park okay. uh, is what is there today. Oh, along, it still along is. With the, along with the ski resort. Okay. Yes. So, so there's a ski resort and, I'm sorry, what was the name again? Mountain Creek Water Park. Mountain Creek Water Park is still op- operating for 22 years now at this it's, point. I, the last thing I read about it, I was reading something about it in 2016, so I'm guessing they're still operating. Yeah, unless, unless they closed very recently. Yeah, yeah. so unless mm-hmm. I unless I missed something. Gotcha. Uh, so that is yeah. what it has become. So some of the attractions <laughs> at Action Park. Now this is, this is going to be the really fun part of the episode. Yes. Because... Because you kind of gave us an overall history of the park. So now yes. we're getting into the... You will not believe what some of the rides <laughs> at this place were. And I love every minute of it. I wish I had gone to this place. You really do. When we I were really, watching the I really do. Land, you were like, I would have loved this. Because <laughs> yes. you basically did all this shit just without... Just not at a park. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's see. When uh when you grow up in a small town where fun doesn't come anywhere near really where you live, I mean although we in retrospect we live pretty close to Montreal, but I'm not getting in a car with myself and friends to go to Montreal when I'm 16. <laughs> so what do you do? Stupid shit. Like jump because, off cliffs and stuff. Because fun is not coming to you, you so you have to make your own. Make your own. own. Mm-hmm. And like where we live now, there's fun. Pretty much all the time, everywhere. Where the concerts, yeah, skiing, beach, whatever. Right. There's fun all around us. Mm-hmm. Not where I grew up. <laughs> so now, after seeing the YouTube show Defunct Land, ah, which did an episode on this amusement park, all I could as think of, mentioned. and now as I'm spoken before, now I'm writing this, reading mm-hmm. what I what I wrote. Mm-hmm. All I can think of is how much I would have loved this place. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, I think you oh, need yeah. to no flip oh, the flip. Oh, no, 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 not that. Got, I, got I think you're flipped too much. No, that's the back side. I I forget that you do double side pages. Yeah, sorry, it's to save paper. Oh, okay. Who who wants to do that? <laughs> Where are you? I would have loved this place. Oh, I think that's yours. I think that's the next part. Yes. Yeah. You think you would have loved this place? 
Injuries and all, minus the death toll, of course. <laughs> it seemed like the type of place where adolescents and teenagers just did really stupid shit, which is right up my alley. As that some, is very up your alley. As some stories I've shared on this podcast and with you personally would suggest. So I yes. thought it would be fun to get into some of the attractions, so let's get into the Alpine section, Alpine oh! Center section of the park, shall we? Yeah, let's. So, at the Alpine Center, we had the Gladiator Challenge attraction, which was Bravo. loosely based on the television series American, American Gladiators. Gladiator. That was before my time. Did you watch that? A little bit, yes, because it was really... Okay. Uh, pull that up on YouTube, because you will see probably some of the most glorious mullets in the history of mullets. <laughs> on... Was it... Well, didn't they have, like, a thingy? That's what we're about to get into. Okay. So, this attraction opened in 1992. It allowed guests to compete against each other... In an obstacle course and against park-employed gladiators, in quotations, oh, <laughs> in jousting matches. Former body, a terrible idea. Former bodybuilders Michael and Vince Mancuso designed the attraction, and the, pl- and the employees that guests would compete against in the joust- jousting matches were found by scouting local gyms. Yes. Can I just say there is no more Jersey name than what is it, Jim and Mike? The Jim, Michael, Michael and Vince. Vince Mancuso. There is not. Do you, like, what do you think the chances they weren't connected were? Uh, pretty slim. Yeah. So, over the course of a day, there were three shows with the guests that ran the fastest obstacle course times in the earlier shows brought back to compete against each other later in the day. Oh my god. By 1995, the attraction was removed and replaced with a beach volleyball court. <laughs> They're like, okay, enough of this shit. They're like enough with fucking volleyball. Enough with Mike and Vince in their gladiator arena. Oh my god! We're gonna put a beach volleyball court <laughs> oh, in instead. Shit. So the Alpine Slide, which I mentioned previously, yeah, you said you would get into it a little bit more. Was Action Park's twenty-seven hundred foot long or eight hundred and twenty mm. meters okay. slide that descended the mountain beneath one of the ski areas chairlifts, which also provided guests access to the top of the slide. Now, to to be clear. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like half of a metal tube, right? Well, I'm, I'm about oh, to get okay, into that. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, riders sat on small sleds that had only a brake and an accelerator control stick. And <laughs> so rode... it's like you can either go or stop. <laughs> exactly. And rode down the slide and long chutes built into the slope. The ride, and more specifically the sleds, became notorious for causing injuries. <laughs> The stick that was supposed to control the sled's speed in practice offered just two options on the infrequently maintained vehicles. <laughs> Those options were extremely slow and a speed distri- described by one former employee as death awaits. <laughs> the chutes oh. the sleds traveled in were made of concrete, fiberglass, and asbestos, which led asbestos. to... Asbestos! <laughs> I'm sorry! Which led to serious abrasions on riders who took even mild falls. So we have not yet gotten into asbestos, but correct me if I'm wrong, asbestos is like horrific for the human that's body. Why, that's why they don't make things with asbestos anymore. <laughs> oh my god. Again, picture 1978, New Jersey, and who would who would ride oh one of these god. fucking rides? Oh my god. Like, let's just ride down this asbestos tube. Nobody's going to know or with, care. With something that either makes me go really slow or makes me go death so fast that employees <laughs> called it death awaits. So the path underneath the chairlift, because that's what the Alpine uh, okay, yeah, slide was under. It goes under the chairlift. Because the yeah. chairlift would also bring you up to the to the top. 
To go down the... Yes. Yeah. So the path underneath the chairlift resulted in verbal harassment and spitting from passengers going up for their turn. Well, that's just being a dick. (laughs) Which is what kids are. Would you have done that as a kid? I might have, yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Uh, I'm glad you didn't lie. Probably by the time I was 15 or 16, probably not. But if I was 12 or 13, yeah, I was a little asshole. I'm not going to lie. And if you and Chad were up there together, we definitely would have done it. We definitely would have done the uh, verbal harassment. That's for damn sure. (laughs) (laughs) I think you still would, frankly. (laughs) No, no, I would not. Aw, you matured. So, yeah, finally. It only took 43 years. (laughs) So, uh, hay bales at the curves were put in place in an attempt to cushion the impact of guests... Whose sleds oh. jumped the track, oh. <laughs> which was a frequent occurrence. While part- hay bales! Hey! I don't know if anyone has ever, like, seen hay or witnessed hay, but it doesn't cushion much of anything. I mean, better than the It's better than rocks. Dirt. Or, <laughs> and yeah. dirt, yes. But, oh my god, it's prickly. So while park officials regularly, regular, yeah, regularly, regularly asserted its safety... In the early years of the park, the slide was responsible for the bulk of the accidents, injuries, lawsuits, and state citations for Class safety violations. Mark. According to state records in 1984 and 1985, the Alpine slide produced 14 fractures and 26 head injuries. Head injuries? Shit! When- oh, you know it would be the ultimate crossover? You know, um, like a disproportionate number of serial killers and people who... Go a little off the rails mentally. Okay. Um, have head injuries. Yeah. Because it can fuck you up. Yeah. Um, it'd be really interesting to know if any of those like twenty six head injuries or became serial killers. <laughs> well, we'll we'll leave that to some of our uh, our, our true, true crime, crime podcasters. Let's yes. make a link between Action Park and serial killers. There you go. For whoever's listening to us. Speculative. So when Introwest, which is the Canadian company that. Uh, right. That bought the park in 1998. Reopened the water park as Mountain Creek in spring 1998. They announced the slide would remain open for one final season. <laughs> so, like, okay, you get one more so shot. You get one more shot to do this. To, to, you only get one shot. To get a shot. head injury or a fracture. Do not blow your chance. <laughs> yes. This opportunity comes just, once just in once. a lifetime. You better. However, riders were, requir- were, were required to wear helmets and knee pads. Oh, that's, thankfully. Too, that's too reasonable. The last day of the slide's operation was September 6th of that year. The day 98? before the 98, okay. yes. The day before the park closed for the season, as that year's Labor Day was rainy and the slide had to be closed. Mm. Yeah. So your last chance to go down the Alpine slide was on September 6th, 1998. <laughs> 1998. Yeah, 1998. Uh-huh. Yes, you had to wear a helmet and knee pads, but it still sounds like it was pretty fucking dangerous. Otherwise, those things wouldn't have been required. You know they still have those. Not not at this park, Mm-mm. but like you can do it through the literal Alps, if I'm not mistaken. That's I have seen that. We've That's something those, a little yeah. different. It's not like a... Well, it's not as janky. <laughs> no. <laughs> Basically. Which is something I would love to do if we ever it go to that part of the world. Cool. It does look very cool. It does look very cool. Well, I, my friend, am going closer to that part of the world. You are. The United Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Did I tell you that we're probably flying into Dublin versus Heathrow? Oh, nice. That's, there's some information that nobody asked for. <laughs> um, so if anyone's in the UK, we're likely to be in Dublin... And by we, I mean me and my dads. <laughs> <laughs> Not you can the see two of half us. of us. Yes. Um, uh, Dublin, Edinburgh, 
London and somewhere in Wales, but we're not sure where yet. We're going to hit every country. I'm sorry, continue. <laughs> They'll be in all those places, folks. Yes. Now she's on her second beer, just a just a, for an update. After a hell yes, ma'am. After oh 9.3, now she's on to a 6.8. Oh my god. Guys, so. all I can do is claim tax season. <laughs> Guys, I don't know if you know how hard this is. It's great, but it's also really hard right now. That's what she said. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) So the chutes were torn out afterwards, but the route can still be seen from the gondola that replaced the chairlift. The resort's mountain bike route uh, travels down the site and crosses over a few wooden footbridges that provided access over the Alpine Slide. Mount, Mountain Creek recently introduced an alpine coaster, which combines elements of an alpine slide and a roller coaster. Oh, that sounds like a great idea. It does. But also, wait, I'm sorry, it crossed wooden footbridges? I guess so, sure. That sounds terrible. It sounds like not safe. It just all sounds terrible, I'm <laughs> yes. sorry. In 1991, Action Park... Action Park! ...opened up a 70-foot tall, or 21 meters... <laughs> Two-station bungee jumping tower near oh, the Alpine God. Slide. That was affectionately called, okay, now get this, the ride was called the Snapple, meaning the beverage. Okay. The Snapple Snap-Up Whippersnapper <laughs> Ride. Did they have an endorsement deal? I guess so. Okay. The next summer Whippersnapper. In, the next summer in 1992, the tower was upgraded to four jumping stations. Guests could not drop very far, however, and were tethered to a weight that prevented them from bouncing back up to the top of the tower. So you just... Uh, wait, you would kind of just jump off and hang there from 70 feet. Yeah, because I kind of thought the point of a bungee jump is that you sort of go up and down is, multiple times. And you fall really far. Yeah. You fall much farther than 21 meters. Right, because you far, fall, far, fall, far, 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 fall. You far, fall, you fall as far as the bungee cord will let you, then you go back up, then you fall again, and it kind of like, I want to like say like, like a, a pendulum sort of. I want to say like a starting distance to drop is like 150 feet and we're talking less than half of that at this place but that was probably a good thing because if they had had an actual real functional oh, bungee jump tower who knows how many people would have wound up dying it's at this place it's probably just best that they not yes. try anything yes. so i guess the less extreme they try the better yeah that was probably because everything else was so much more extreme oh, god so this attraction closed with the park in 1996 for the best <laughs> A skate park briefly existed near the ski area's ski school building. Wait, I'm sorry. A skate park? S- skate park. Oh, oh. But closed thought... <laughs> But closed after one season due to poor design. I probably said that wrong, but anyway. A skate park. Skate park. I thought you said escape, escape park. park. And that just sounds horrible. It sounds like an escape room except so much. Imagine if Action Park tried to do an escape room. They might have. Who they, knows? they would have just suffocated everybody or something. Oh, God. So if anybody knows a, kind of a basic design of a skate park. It, it's just a bunch of like. Well, bowls is what they're called. Bowls? Bowls. So bowls were separated by pavement, which is in many cases, which in many cases did not meet the edges smoothly. Former park employee Tom Fergus was quoted in the magazine Weird New Jersey. That's not the last time I'm going to quote that. Okay. As saying that the skate park was, quote, responsible for so many injuries, we covered it up with dirt and pretended it never existed. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine if in in your work, if you made a mistake, you just covered it up with 
start pretending it didn't exist. I, I would love to have that authority. I know everyone would <laughs> would really love that, but I mean, I'm wait. <laughs> oh what? my god! Put too much water in this tank. Oh, oh abracadabra! God. So the Transmobile, or the Transmobile, as uh-huh. we would know it here in North America, yeah. was a monorail that oh, took sorry, riders. Monorail. That took riders from the Alpine Center across Route 94 to the Cobblestone Village shopping complex and the park's Motor World section. Oh, God. We haven't even talked about Motor World. Oh, we're we're getting there. Oh, Jesus. Riders would sit sideways in cars built for two people. Each stop had two stations, one for guests heading toward the Alpine Center and one for guests heading toward toward Motor World. Rides were one way. And ride, riders were not allowed to stay on the ride and travel round trip without getting off at either end. Okay, so you're forced to get off. This restriction okay. sometimes caused conflicts between part staff and riders who um, yeah. either did not understand or did not want uh, to geez. follow the rules. This is just a poor administration at this point. Much of the Transmobile was dismantled when IntraWest took over the park in 1998. However, the Cobblestone Village Station remains in place, as does the right-of-way... Today? Th- mm-hmm. Oh, as wow. does the right-of-way through the village's mini-golf course. Okay. So let's get to the aforementioned section of... Motorworld? Action Park. Oh, Action Park! Known as Motorworld. Motor World. So, Action Park's Motorworld section consisted of rides based around powered vehicles. Oh, no, 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 no. And boats. No! <laughs> on the west side of Route 94, opposite, I'm sorry. opposite on the main one part. Side of a- yes, <laughs> opposite went- the main part of the park. No! This area closed with Action Park in 1996 and never reopened. Good, 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 good. They have since been replaced with a condominium development, a restaurant, and additional parking for the Mountain Creek Ski Resort. Oh. So, the super go-karts... Oh, Jesus Christ. ...allowed guests to drive around a small loop track at a speed of about 20 miles per hour, (laughs) or 32 kilometers. I love all your um, translations there. They were controlled... Conversions. They were controlled by... Well, we're the only two... There are only two countries that go by uh, miles per hour. Uh, it's us in, uh, <laughs> like, new, like Papua New Guinea or something oh, like that. okay, gotcha. Every, everyone else is on the yeah, metric system. Yeah, we're just America. We have to be contrary. So the super go-karts were controlled by governor's devices on the carts. Basically, think of a restrictor plate on a car. Okay. So it was basically a device that was put on the engine to restrict how fast it could go. Understood. Well, that's not a bad idea. However. Uh-oh. Park employees knew how to circumvent the governor's <laughs> devices by wedging tennis balls into them, <laughs> and they were known and they were known to do so for guests as well. Wait, what? <laughs> so the employees would drive them, like basically. Sure, I get it. I get that. And then they would show guests, like, "Hey, how, here's how you can go really fast." Oh my god! <laughs> as a result, an otherwise standard small engine cart ride. Became an opportunity to play bumper cars at 50 miles per hour. Oh, no! Oh, my God! Or 80 kilometers an hour. Holy shit! And many injuries resulted from head-on collisions. Oh, my God. That That's a that's a car accident. That's Pretty a much. Car oh, yes. But in, like, not a full-blown vehicle. No. With the same restraints and safety features. Oh, my God. Also, the car's engines were poorly maintained, and some riders were overcome by gasoline fumes as oh, they drove. Oh, God. <laughs> so just the emissions were too... This place. Oh, this place. This is like a fucking joke. 
except of except it was real. Like if you tried to make up this story today, like nobody would believe you. This this could this only have happened happen in, in reality. 80s, yeah. Yes, in reality, thirty years ago. Yeah. The Lola cars, uh, Lola being an acronym, acronym L O L A, which is a version of IndyCar. It's okay, a, like a stock car. No, an IndyCar. No, sorry, op- so those open are wheel. two different things. Yes, um, I don't know. Lola is a cars. Uh, company uh, okay. in Europe, uh, and the reason I know that is from uh, the Real World 1995, which took place in London, because <laughs> one of the cast members, Jacinda. No, uh, it was, it was some dude. She was on that. It was Cinda Barrett who ended up in Bloodline on did. Netflix. Uh, it was, I think the guy's name was Mike, but his dad was like a president of Lola Racing, huh. and he was a race car driver himself. Okay, I didn't so. start watching until Boston. Yeah, that was a good one. Boston. Boston. I'm trying to think. I watched Boston and Seattle. That was a good one, too. Oh, Seattle was awesome. Seattle was amazing. Hard to top that one. It was like 97, 98. I was like 12. Yeah, I was 21. (laughs) Watching that shit, and it was so entertaining. Um, When when he threw her teddy bear into the river. And then slapped her. (laughs) The slap heard around the world. Oh, Irene and her Lyme disease. <laughs> if you're if you're out That's another great name for a band. Irene, Irene and her Lyme disease. <laughs> if you're a Gen Zer, I'm just so sorry that you don't understand any of look those, it up. It, it's, it's amazing. It's definitely on the internet. Yes. Look look up the slap heard around the world. Just yes. Put that on the search. Yes. That's definitely the first thing that will come up. Indeed. When David, the black Jewish man <laughs> sla- bitch slapped Irene. As she was leaving because of her a Lyme li- a disease. Little, a little white girl with Lyme disease. And threw who only, teddy bear who into only, the river Who only Seattle. listened to music from like the 1920s, which was... <laughs> anyway, I'm we're getting... I'm going to need to rely on you to keep yes, us on track. I, I'm, go- I'm, I'm going to try to steer us in the right direction. <laughs> but just like an alpine slide cart, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to control exactly. it. Exactly. We've already derailed multiple times. So the Lola cars were miniature open cockpit or open wheel race cars. So no roofs. Right. Okay. Your head's sticking out. Gotcha. I'm hoping you're wearing a helmet, but this is the action part. Probably not. We're sticking tennis balls into (laughs) shit, so. So they were open wheel race cars, uh, which were obviously on a much longer track. Extra money was charged to drive them, and they too could be adjusted for speed by park employees with similarly harmful consequences to riders. Former, former employees have said that after park management briefly set up a microbrewery nearby, employees would break into the brewery, steal the beer, and then take the cars out and ride them on Route 94. <laughs> Which is something I definitely would have done if I had worked there. <laughs> Can I say something I hope won't be insulting to you? It probably will be, but that's okay. This all sounds like if... It sounds like if I, des- or if I designed a, a, at, an amusement park. At a park. much younger age, yes. if you were 15 or 16 and could design everything, this all sounds like exactly oh, yeah. what you would come yeah, up with. It, it definitely would have been. Just like uh, <laughs> Legends of the Hidden Temple. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Which was much safer than this, but anyway. Ironically, yes, it was. So another attraction was oh God. Battle Action There's Tanks. No, oh no. Which was one of the most popular rides in Motor World and it was featured prominently in television ads. For an additional fee, 
Of course. Guests could enter a chain link fence enclosed area <laughs> and operate so classy. and operate small tanks for five minutes at a time. I'm sorry. <laughs> Would you like to um, define quote small tanks? It literally looks like a, a cardboard cutout of a tank, <sighs> and you stuff some kid in there, like mini tank. <laughs> yes. So basically, like a, a little. Um, Barbie car dream, kind of, yeah, with, that, that like a, a, a fifteen-year-old can fit in with a dick sticking out of it, kinda, yeah. Okay. The tanks were equipped with tennis ball cannons that enabled riders <laughs> to shoot at a sensor prominently mounted on each tank. Did they just like <laughs> how many tennis balls did these people go through? If hit, the tank stopped operating for fifteen seconds, oh. while other guests often took advantage of the delay. It's like laser tag to hit this the, the disabled vehicle with more fire. <laughs> Visitors on the outside could also utilize less costly cannons mounted on the perimeter fence. When, when workers had to enter the cage to attend to a stuck or crashed tank, which often ha- often happens several times a day, they were commonly pelted with tennis balls despite prohibitions against such behavior. I'm not sure we have laughed to a point where you have started to cry in this show. Oh my god. Because I can picture myself doing all of these things. You would have loved this. Like little 15-year-old you would have... First of all, you would have planned this whole thing. So this would have been like your your Nirvana. Kind of, yes. And I would have had them star in a commercial. The band. Oh, gotcha. Double entendre (laughs) there. Yeah. It is not known if there were any serious injuries from the tank ride. But let's assume, yeah. Let's assume there probably was one or two at least. As, and as of 2018, the area has not been redeveloped and only a vacant lot remains. So that is just the land rides I'm talking about. Let's get on some to some of the watercraft rides just to make things, you know, just a little more dangerous. Should we? Yes, we should. <laughs> so the super speedboats were set up in a small pond known by park staff to be heavily infested with snakes. They could be driven around a small island at 35 to 40 miles per hour. Okay, I'm sorry. That seems very fast. I don't know what typical boat speed is, but... That's pretty fast. Okay. Or 56 to 64 kilometers per hour. Unlike the land vehicles, there was no way to tamper and increase their speed, thankfully, but many riders nonetheless used them to play bumper boats, and one seriously inebriated rider had to be rescued by the attendant lifeguard after his boat capsized following (laughs) a collision. Wait, so... To clarify, did you mention this before? I wouldn't know because I'm inebriated. <laughs> like the uh, like the super speedboat exactly. rider. Exactly. Were they serving alcohol in the premises? Yes, they were. Right. You said there was a craft brewery, in <laughs> yes, fact. Yes, there was. Way before that was trending. <laughs> right before that was a thing. Uh, a microbrewery is what oh, they called it. Oh, microbrewery. That's Which, right. Which uh, kind of the same thing. That's basically the same thing. Bumper boats was a supposedly safer ride than super speedboats, but the engines often leak gasoline. What? And at least one, once requiring medical attention for one rider who got too much gasoline on his skin. Tall, oh. tall riders were often un, unable to fit their legs into the small-sized <laughs> boats, resulting in them hanging off the sides of the boats oh, no. and being get, fractured oh my during God. collisions. Just, just to clarify, that means a broken leg. Yes, it does. Broken shin, most likely. Oh. Like your, yeah, most, uh. Broken lower leg. Yes, I can't imagine how. Uh, oh God! So basically, like your legs are dangling off the sides, and, <laughs> and somebody's collided right in. Oh, oh my yeah. God! Yeah. 
And that's a great idea. That's such a great idea. Holy shit. <laughs> so that was the watercraft ride. So oh, no. Why don't we get into some of the air rides? Because we just sorry. We just need some of that. <laughs> the Space Shot attraction was a tower drop ride common in many amusement parks. So like the Tower of Terror. Yeah, or pretty much. Yeah. yeah, I've been on a couple of those. They're, they're scary, but they're fun. Oh, I, I'm not up for that. The ride was open for the park's final season in 1996, and again under Mountain Creek management in 1998. Okay, so this was one of the ones that stuck around. Yes. In July 1998, the ride was purchased by the Six Flags-owned La Ronde, which is French for the monster. Yeah. So La Ronde Theme Park purchased uh, this ride, uh, which is, uh, the theme park is located in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Which is a place I've been to several times. Yes. But, <laughs> so wait, did they relocate it? or what? They they took the concept is what it sounded like. Oh, I got you. Yeah. Some more like a copyright IP yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, but yes, La Ronde was a place we went to in, okay. in Montreal. So you're familiar. Uh, especially it was fun to go to when you turned 18 because I'm not sure if it's still this way, but I'm guessing so. And 18 in Quebec, guess what you can do? Drink? Yes, you can. Oh, God. <laughs> As we found out, you could drink there when you were 16, too, if you just had the worst well, fake ID possible. Okay, fair enough. So, Slingshot was a bungee cord uh-uh. ride in which two riders sat in a seat and were strapped in while the ride was shot up in the air and supported by a bungee cord which looped riders upside down. Oh, God. This particular ride was open from 1993 to 1995. Okay. Quote, we often wondered how many whiplash cases came out of that oh, ride, God. unquote, one former employee recalled. Oh my God, no <laughs> kidding. Because you're just getting shot up and then like jerked back down. Yes, while spinning. Ugh. So yeah, that, yeah, no thanks. Why, do, why are people okay doing I don't know. It's, I mean, I think fear. the ultimate liability lies with the person offering the... The terrible idea, but the people who think that the terrible idea is a good idea. It's a little bit of both. (laughs) Yes. As I've always said, it's not the person's fault who comes up with the bad idea. It's the person who goes along with it. Fair enough. So now we've done the Alpine Center. Oh, my God. We've done Motor Motor World. Motor World, yes. We have one last section of the park, which is called Water World. Oh, no! Again, not the 1995 (laughs) Kevin Costner movie. With uh, co-starring T.J. TJ <laughs> That is not her name. What is her name? Tina Margarino, I think. Or Margarino or Margarino. One or the know other. Who that is. She was also in Andre about the seal. Did you ever see Andre? No, no. For all you know, I'm making this up while I'm drunk, but no, that's a real movie. I don't think anybody else has seen it either. It was a little, uh, she was a child actor. It was about having a, 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 little, a little girl who had a seal friend named Andre. And then she was also in Karina Karina with Ray, the fuck, what's his name? The guy from Goodfellas. Duh. Which guy from Goodfellas? The guy who's the lead character in Goodfellas. uh, Oh, jeez, I can't think of his name. (laughs) People are screaming at it right now. They are. Leota. Ray Leota. And... They're um, screaming at you, by the way. Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, there you <laughs> no, they're go. screaming at you because you couldn't remember it either. <laughs> I couldn't either. And you have and said is, that Goodfellas is like one of my favorite, favorite films. Yes. yes. White male rage. Yep. Um, so let's get on to Waterworld. Water World. <laughs> 
So water-based attractions made up half of the park's rides and accounted for the greatest share of its casualty count, unfortunately. Mountain Creek Water Park and its currently revived Action Park still operates some of these attractions. Wait, other way around, right? Like, Action Park and its currently... Action Park is, again, kind of a nickname for its... We'll get into that okay. a little bit okay. later. Okay, fair enough. I know, I know it's a little bit confusing. Uh, Jesse thinks so, too. Exactly. I don't know if anyone could hear that. So, in addition, there were also there was also a miniature golf course, as well as standard pools and rides for children. See, now that sounds more reasonable. <laughs> These were sometimes smaller, safer versions of there the park's go. main attractions. <laughs> in other words, normal, reasonable shit that you put in a family park. So... We we have we have gone past the reasonable <laughs> and safer rides. Yeah. Now let's get into this particular water slide. Oh God! In the mid 1980s, Great American Recreation built an enclosed water slide. Not unusual for that time, in fact. Yeah. Because the park already had such slides. On this one, however, they decided mm-hmm. to build a complete vertical loop at the end. Similar to that of a roller coaster. Oh, God. An so, enclosed like a literal upside vertical down loop. loop to loop, yeah. Watch the defunct land on this because yeah, they, they feature. Show, they do show it, you're right. You kind of can't picture it in your mind fully, but when you see it, it looks like it's something that was built by like skaters. They were like, hey, let's put right. a vertical loop on the end of that. Except nowadays, enclosed in, in a tube. Nowadays, there's much crazier shit out there. But it's all very well engineered and, and designed. And it's for stunt people, not for Exactly. It's not for children. just some schmo coming to the park. Oh, saying. my God. <laughs> so, yeah. the resulting slide, called the Cannonball Loop, was so intimidating that employees have reported that they were offered $100... <laughs> Equivalent to $238 in today's money to test it. Um, so here's the thing, guys. If you're ever offered any extra sum of money to test something at work, suffice it to say that it's probably best to opt out of that, no matter how tempting the cash may be. I mentioned this guy's name earlier. I can't remember his first name, but an employee at the time... uh, uh, known as Fergus, I can't remember his first name, but I did mention him earlier, who described himself as, quote-unquote, one of the idiots, who took <laughs> the offer, said, $100 did not buy enough booze to drown out that memory. Holy shit. The slide was open for only one month in the summer of 1985 before it was closed at the order of the state's advisory board <laughs> on carnival amusement ride safety. So finally, shit. this oversight board comes in and is like, this probably isn't the best idea. And if the, the if a state authority in New Jersey is coming down and coming around and telling you that you need to shut this down, shut down something, they're dead fucking serious yeah. because they're probably not. And a state advisory board back in coming around and shutting something down at this time in 1985 was a highly unusual move. Yeah. One worker told a local newspaper that, quote, there were too many bloody noses and back injuries, unquote, from riders, and it was widely rumored and reported in the local penny saver, Weird New Jersey, which I had mentioned before, Uh that some of the test dummies sent down before the ride opened had been either dismembered or decapitated. Excuse me? (laughs) A rider also reportedly got stuck at the top of the loop. Oh, holy shit! Due to insufficient water pressure, and a hatch had to be installed at the at the top of the slope to allow for future extractions. What the fuck? 
So if you're having to build a trap door to let people out of a ride, in you case might they need get stuck. To, this is like um, this is like the the fun tunnel in it. Yes, like the mirror, yes. the hall of mirrors, or whatever. The, the fun house. That's the word I'm looking that's for. That's a little more dangerous because there was literally an evil clown well, at the end of that yes. one. Yes, but but what's <laughs> you know, Action Park would have been a great setting been for, a place it. for it. It would have been. It would have been been there maybe, maybe that's maybe that's where they filmed it the six people hey maybe that's where they filmed it yeah. who knows oh, at the at what is now known as uh water creek park or whatever it's known as now oh my God. that place yeah that place so the slide was open for only one month as i mentioned earlier oh good but the ride reopened a few more times over what? the years and in the summers of 1995 and 1996 it was open for several days again before further injuries forced its permanent what? shutdown why do they keep trying it what a stupid idea those who rode the cannonball loop have said that more safety measures were taken than was otherwise common at the park oh riders riders were weighed hosed down with water (laughs) instructed to remove jewelry and then carefully instructed in how they had to position their bodies to complete the ride would that be fun (laughs) it kind of would be yeah it's like (laughs) you want to be wet down instructed exactly how you have to do if i'm 19 it's a little bit dangerous, and I'm thinking, yeah, why not? I, today, okay. hell no, no, I'm not going through this shit today. It seems like a terror. This this whole this whole thing is a terrible idea. <laughs> For the remainder of the park's existence, Cannonball Loop remained visible near the entrance of Waterworld. It was okay. dismantled shortly after the park closed. Oh, thank God. In 2014, video footage that appeared to show riders going down the Cannonball Loop was what? unearthed and published online. Oh, okay. I, I have old not, uh, old yeah. footage, yeah. I have not watched any of those, but... I gotcha. So not, like, from 2014, but rather they found in 2014 mm-hmm. the older footage. Okay, I gotcha. So we've gone through all the sections of the park. Oh my God. We've gone through some of the rides, but some o- other <laughs> notable rides and attractions were the Tidal Wave Pool. We'll get into that. Okay. The Aqua Scoot. The Kamikaze Water Slide. Oh, no. The Kayak Experience. We'll get into that. Mm-hmm. The Tarzan Swing. We will get into that. Yeah. The Roaring Rapids. Surf Hill. The Super Speed Water Slides. The Colorado River Rides. The Diving Cliffs. <laughs> which is exactly the diving cliffs. what they sound like. And last, but certainly not least, the, the Aerodium. Which was a skydiving simulator, oh, no. which was developed in Germany in 1984. Now you see those plates. It's the it's the one that pushes air out of the oh, ground. Oh, okay, I gotcha. So, uh, yes, I know exactly what you yeah. mean. Those yeah. are pretty common now. I've never done one, but I've they seen did, them. They did it in America's Next Top Model. Oh uh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, those those kind of things. Again, this is decades later. There's much more advances in safety and technology. Well, let's and, hope. Let's hope. In this place, who knows? <laughs> So, we've had all the fun. We've gone oh, over no. the rides. We've yeah. gone over the sections of the park. We've gone over how stupid the staff, and let's face it, some of the guests are. Well, mostly the people who owned it and thought this was a good idea, but still. So, unfortunately, now we have to get into why we are doing this episode, <sighs> which is the Action Park safety record and fatalities. Because, remember, this is not entertainment. It is not. So, we've gone over the broad strokes of some of the injuries that have taken place at Action Park. Yeah. So, let's get into a little bit. Of, let's get into that along with the six fatalities that unfortunately yeah. took place at this amusement park. We've already mentioned like bloody noses and Oh, there there were injuries stuff, but... all the time every day at this yeah. place. And I'll get into that a little bit later as okay. well. 
So Action Park and its defenders often pointed out that it was one of the first water parks in the nation and thus pioneered ideas that were lately wide, later widely copied, which okay, fair very enough. much so. Yeah, I get that. This meant that visitors were using rides that had not been tested through practical use for yes. very long. Ride designers may have had insufficient training in physics and or engine engineering, which that's you know, ex- that's exactly what you would want from someone building want. a tourist exactly. attraction. Uh, how are your uh, you know your engineering and physics skills? Eh, eh, they're okay. Eh, Beautiful, you're hired. They're subpar, but you know. Quote: They seemed to build rides. Unquote. One attendee recalled. Quote: Not knowing how they would work and then let people on them. Oh, unquote. God. So, so they're like, we don't really get the concept behind it's this. like, we've tested it a little Why bit. Why don't you try it? <laughs> you give it a shot. And most of the times it was for like an extra five bucks. You're oh gonna... my God. Great American Recreation, as its legal troubles would suggest, was, ex- was accused of cutting corners to maximize its profits. Yep. We've never heard that before. This is no. the first time in American history. Corporations trying to maximize their profits. Yeah. Come on, cutting David. corners to do so. Come seriously. It's the first and last time that that's ever happened. Fake news. For example, it was accused of building rides cheaply, sporadically maintaining many of them, and failing to renovate rides to take advantage of later safety improvements to its oh. ideas yeah. made by other facilities. Mm-hmm. These practices may have taken place in a range of its operations, including customer safety. Mm. In the parks last year, it kept part of the ski area open despite being unable to obtain liability insurance. Oh. The vast majority of workers at Action Park, at least the ones regularly seen by visitors, were teenagers. Mm. Jim Desay, a security director for the park, says he got that job at the age of 21. Yeah, wait, I'm sorry, the security, <laughs> security director, director of the whole park. Shit. After having worked at the park for two years, his experience was not uncommon. Well, I mean, a couple years, that's a lot, but for 20, I mean... But for somebody who's 21 to be the security director you, for the park. To be clear, you, you can't, like, age discriminate, although that's usually for older people, but still... Like you would think one would if need to have some security director of a section of the park, maybe. But, or like a manager. But the, but the whole place, yeah. Like what training does he have at twenty one? Probably not a whole lot, which which was not uncommon. Yeah. Most employees were underaged, undertrained, and often under the influence of alcohol, God. and cared little for enforcing park rules and safety requirements. Height and weight-based restrictions were often ignored. Shit, and that's a big part of a lot of safety. Oh, God, yeah. Things. Since it was closer and slightly cheaper than Six Flags' Great Adventure, mm. Action Park attracted many visitors from the urban enclaves of the New York metropolitan area. Oh, okay. So it's like, well, you could go to Six Flags, or but you, you can't afford it. Bucks and, no, it's yeah. like you could go there, but you can't really afford it. Or you, or can, you, or you could can save some money. go to this other place. A little bit cheaper. You're and, already living and in you the can New York get, area. And you can get drunk as fuck if you want to. And and the New York area is already has very high cost of living. So if you want to save a buck or two. At, uh, well, at this time, not not like it is now. But um, it's just... It's still... Yeah. It's always been that way in New yeah. York. So uh, many guests were, from, were often from lower income neighborhoods where they had oh, few, yeah. if any, opportunities to swim much less learn how. That's true, like in, in really urban areas, especially in the north. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The park greatly overestimated these abilities, and this was a factor <laughs> in many accidents, as well oh, as the no. drownings, according to park officials. Ooh. Oh, that's not good. 
So this is, yeah, you already warned us this is when you're getting into the... To say faults management's decision to broaden the customer base by advertising in Spanish language media mm. as contributing to the accident rate since few employees spoke Spanish and no written information was made available in that God. language. Can you imagine like advertising in a language like, hey, come here. And can you spending your money on that. Can you imagine going to an amusement park where everything is in a foreign language? Like well, what? <laughs> especially after seeing an ad that's like in your language. Mm -hmm. And then you go there and it's a big, it's a bait and switch. It's a total bait and switch. The staff's, oh, shit. the staff's indifference to many of the park's own rules led to a similarly lawless culture among visitors Jesus who generally Christ. liked the high level of control they had over their experience. Uh, that's not, you do not want a high no. level of control. <laughs> Accidents were usually deemed by park employees to be the fault of the riders. Of course. A state official lamented that many waterslide accidents were due to guests who, in blatant violation of an explicitly posted rule, would often discard their mats midway down the slide and wait at a turn for their friends so they could go down together. But but imagine if these giant, like, oh, warnings are in a language or if you don't understand. Is, or if somebody or... is at that point of the ride and saying, you can't do that, keep going. You know, because what they're doing is discarding their mats, waiting for other people. That's going to cause collisions. Right. So, since many riders routed their lines so that those waiting could see every previous rider, mm. many played to the audience with risque and body behavior when it did finally come to be their turn. Mm. The Tarzan swing, in particular, was known for outbursts of foul language, though <laughs> though not always planned. Yeah. Yeah. Just like holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> and exhibitionism. As people jumped off the swing in f full view of the whole line behind them. So they would pull down their pants or take off their tops. Oh, okay. And well, basically whatever. flash people. So, whatever. Exactly. That's, like, if that's if that's the worst that happened, then everyone would be alive But still. if that happened today, uh, people would go insane. So on top of all this, the park also sold beer in many kiosks on the grounds with similarly relaxed enforcement. <clears throat> On age. Excuse me, of the drinking age. Ugh. Doctors training the injured often reported that many of them were intoxicated. Ugh. Despite many citations for safety violations between 1979 and 1986, to including yes, okay, including allowing minors to operate some rides and failing to report accidents, Ugh. which was unique among New Jersey's amusement parks. Was it? <laughs> an investigation by the New Jersey Herald, Sussex, Sussex County's main daily newspaper later found that the park was fined only one time during this period. It was For, all despite multiple violations. Yes, despite clearly. injuries every day. Wow. And a couple of deaths in this time. It was also unique in that department in that all other amusement parks were fined for first offenses except for Action Park. Huh. Newspaper asked if there was some sort of special relationship between Greater American Recreation hmm. and the state of New Jersey. Hmm. I wonder. No, no, it is all just no, they, a massive quinky No, the, the government of New Jersey made those decisions because they thought it would be a good idea. <laughs> you know. that That's the... Which, which makes it way worse. That's the less corrupt idea <laughs> yes. and yet the worst idea. Yes, the, the dumber option. The stupider option. At least they were paid off to be stupid. You right. Know. Either you can be corrupt or stupid. Which yeah. are you going to go with? Yeah, that's a tough one. So, now, unfortunately, we are at the fatalities that oh. happens at this park. Oh, you warned us. You did warn us. The Alpine Slide led to the first fatality at the park. Oh. Remember, that is the thing that you rode down yep. a part of a mountain with 
a stick that either like did or did not work. <laughs> half a metal too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a head injury suffered on July 8th, 1980 Ooh. by an employee mm. whose sled ran off the track, causing him to fall down a large embankment and oh, hit his God. head on a rock, killing him instantly. Holy shit. So he just died. Yep. That's why the wow. hay bales at the curves were put in place in an attempt to cushion the impact of guests oh. whose sled jumped off the track, which was a frequent occurrence. Oh, so let's just put a bunch of hay. That'll help. You won't get a concussion or you won't get a head injury and die. Exactly. Fuck. While God. park officials regularly asserted its safety, in the early years of the park, the slide was responsible for the bulk of the accidents, mm. injuries, lawsuits, and state citations for safety violations. Okay, so this is just a terrible idea to begin with. Yes. <laughs> the way they were running it. Yes. Uh, according to state records on this particular ride, I believe I mentioned this before, the Alpine slide produced 14 fractures and 26 head injuries. Holy shit. Twenty, like a head injury is nothing to That's shake a not. stick at. At this point in time, it's no they, big they, deal. I got, I it's, got. It really they, they don't really understand no. the gravity of it, Mm-mm. but still, it's like it's. It can you know, literally cause brain damage. Yep. It's but at this point in time, it's shake it off. Yeah. Or it's or as as it was known when I was growing. Oh, you got your bell, bell wrong. Bell wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yes, that's happened to me twice. <laughs> oh shit. Well, that explains a lot. Yes, it does. <laughs> I love you. On July 24th, 1982, a 15-year-old boy drowned in the tidal wave pool. It would be the first of three deaths at this particular attraction, but according to staff and patrons, there were at least several hundred that were prevented. So near misses. Yeah. Yeah. So now the tidal wave pool, explain that. Am I remembering correctly? It's like I believe it was the first of its kind, but you'll see them at every water park now. It's a huge pool, Mm -hmm. and like every five or ten minutes or so, like a A machine will create a a A wave. A current. Yes. current. Okay. I gotcha. Um, But at this time, it was somewhat probably primitive technology. Yeah. And it probably just overwhelmed some people. Yeah. Again, you're talking off guard. And you're talking about people who are coming to this place that don't necessarily know how to swim. Fair enough. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. later that year, on August 1st, 1982, a 27-year-old man from Long Island got out of his tip kayak on the kayak experience. Uh Oh. To correct where it was going. Okay. While doing so, he stepped on a grate that was either in contact with or came too close to a section of live wiring for the underwater Holy fans shit. that somehow became exposed, and he suffered a severe electric shock. Oh my god! Which sent him to into cardiac arrest. Holy! F- a twenty-seven-year-old man mm-hmm. went into had a heart attack because of an electric shock. In a in a a kayak. Pool, because there was a live wire exposed in the wi- in the water. Mm-hmm. Several other other members of his family nearby were also injured. The man was taken to a hospital near Y Warwick, New York, uh, where he later died of shock induced cardiac arrest. Holy shit! So other people got injured, and he, and he ended died up dying. Yes, because he basically he was electrocuted. To death. Yep, absolutely shit. in the water, in the which water. is even makes it even worse. God. The park at first disputed that the electric current caused his death, saying there were no burns on his body. But the oh, yeah, coroner... he just randomly went into cardiac arrest. But the coroner responded that burns generally do not occur in a water-based electrocution. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. The ride was drained and closed for the for investigation. Okay. Accounts differed as to the extent of the exposed wiring. The park said it was just a nick, while yeah. others argued it was closer to 8 inches or 20 oh, centimeters shit. of exposed wire. Oh, my 
my god. The state's labor department found that the fan was properly maintained and installed and cleared the park of wrongdoing. However, it also mm. said that the current had the possibility to cause bodily harm under certain circumstances. The park claimed it had been vindicated, although it never reopened the ride, saying that people would be afraid to go on it afterwards. Yeah, we've Rightfully been vindicated, so. but we're going to close it because no one's going to want to go on it. Yeah. You think? In 1984, on an unknown date, a fatal heart attack suffered by one visitor was unofficially believed to have been triggered by the shock of the cold water in the pool beneath the Tarzan swing. <laughs> The water, so that's like you 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 swing on it's a, a rope, rope swing and, then and you just like go, go into, and, which and dive into those the pool. used to exist all the time. Mm-hmm. Like I've been to water parks and they're so much fun, but now I can understand why maybe they're not around so much well. anymore. Well, especially if there's freezing cold water, like what the fuck? Exactly. <laughs> why would you not have I've nice, seen, comfortable temperature water? I've seen two different people jump into the St. Lawrence River. And I'm talking about late June, early July. But still. That were people from the South uh-huh. that had no idea what cold water really was. Well, and we've talked about that. But here's the and thing. And they had to take, they came out of the water. Like, <gasps> like right, <laughs> just, yeah. just completely overwhelmed by but, how cold it was. But that's the thing. Like, if you go jumping into an open river, like, whatever. It's one thing. But if it's a water park, you would think they'd mm-hmm. have like been like, "What's the right temperature? Let's make sure we're up at the right temperature." Well, let's let's talk about oh, the the right temperature. Shit. The water beneath the Tarzan swing was apparently fifty to sixty oh, degrees. Oh my god! <laughs> or ten to sixteen. Shit. Degrees Celsius. And just to be clear, that's cold. Yes. That's fucking <laughs> Thank cold. Thank you. That's exactly what I was gonna say. While other water areas, uh. Um, in the park, we're at a range of 70 to 80 degrees Fahrenheit, which is, which a is little more where you'd want it to be. You don't want it hot. You want it, you want it warm. You know, well, lukewarm. if you think about it, like 95, 96 is body temperature. Mm-hmm. Um, so a little bit cooler than that is fine. A little bit warmer than that is it's fine. Okay, but anything but beyond that yeah, is going to be... Uh, there's a range you want to stay in that you don't want to exactly. go outside of at, at a tourist attraction. <laughs> Especially, you know, like, again, if you're jumping into a river, you're on your own. You get what you get. Yeah, <laughs> yes. that's that's on so. you. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so again, went into cardiac arrest. Yes, well, suspected of the, to have gone suspected. into cardiac arrest. So the 70 to 80 degree or 21 to 27 degree Celsius range was more typical of swimming pools at the park mm. and just in parks all over the United States and well, the world. I hope. Yeah, you're just kind of expecting that. The Tarzan yeah. Swing and the Cannonball Ride in this area were operated by spring water. Spring water. Oh, oh, you mean water from a spring as opposed to... In, nor- I you in, meant northern, a- in northern New Jersey. <laughs> I thought you meant like a company called spring water, but no, no you mean actual they, water from a spring. Yes. In a northern part of the United States, yes. which is a terrible idea which if you're did, trying to not... It'll have- get warm by the end of the summer. Well... But... <laughs> At, at the beginning of the summer, not so much. Shit. Now, granted, I am from the land of the water is always warm in South Florida, but I understand that that is not the case. Everywhere. No, it is not. Not even here. No, it's not. No. And we are like. And here's what? no. The water gets Six, warm enough five, by like. Six hundred. Water gets warm south? enough by yeah. May. It's no big deal. Yeah. So on August 27th, 1984, a 20-year-old male from Brooklyn drowned in the tidal wave pool, oh. as well as another drowning occurring on the same attraction on July 19th, 1987, Shit. when an 18-year-old male drowned. Now, these are not, like, children They're either. They're not little kids. Are, We're talking but, about 15, a 20, and an 18-year-old. Well, of course. So, of course, it's possible that adults... <laughs> 
myself included, aren't really great in water and maybe don't know how to swim per se. Plus, also, they're feeding fucking booze to people. Yes. And underage, potentially. So I'm not saying that that is the specific case in these instances, but still... Like, you're not giving people a great chance. Well, as, to... as local officials said, most of the injuries, most people that were treated were also intoxicated. Oh, so, jeez. So they were over-serving anyway. Well, there wasn't even, like, a not over-serving. No. And at this like, time... Like, if you pay, you get booze. And yeah. I think I took this out, or I meant to put it back in anyway. But this park, in its, in its heyday, like, in the late 70s to mid-80s, would see... About a million and a half people every summer. In the summer. Yes. So not year round. No, well, this is this really is not a, no. Yeah. It's not a year round attraction. So what is this like a May to September thing? Or? Yeah, it's okay. it's uh, Memorial Day to Labor Day. Okay. Which like in the in the in the north, it's not the official dates of summer. But that's but it's the yeah. official dates of summer. Yeah, I gotcha. Like summer is pretty much over after Labor Day. Okay. It, it gets cold Shit, again. Shit, that's a lot of people to be moving through a terribly run place. Yes, I mean they were seeing a million and a half people God, a year for about a ten year stretch. Awful. Yeah. So, but in the overall, though, if you pile up all the injuries and the deaths, proportionally ag- against uh, fifteen million people, it's proportionally not that bad. But still, it's way too many for an amusement park. And we're all yes, and we're also talking about like reported injuries. Yeah, we're talking. Yeah, exactly. We're talking about. Yeah, we're like, talking about people that oh, I, scrapes and bruises. Yeah, bruises who never like, said anything. They never said shit. No. Yeah. And we're about to get into that now. Mm. So, we've gone through all the fun things. Unfortunately, we had to go through yeah. the depressing things, which is why we're talking about this because really? serious stuff. Like if if there was a there's an amusement park near us that six people had died at, would we um, ever go? Yeah, seriously. I, I'd be like, no. And hopefully, it would have been <laughs> shut down in yeah. 1996. Yeah. So that's so that's what I want people to to focus on. Yeah. As well as you know having a little bit of fun, which is what we're about to get back into. Gotcha. So the legacy <laughs> of Action Park or <laughs> Action Park. Action Park was a cultural touchstone for many Gen Xers. <laughs> okay. Jeez, what do you know? I'm one of those. It sounds very <laughs> much like something you would think would be fun. Who grew up in North and Central Jersey, as well as nearby locales in New York and Connecticut. Mm-hmm. A popular list of, you know you're from New Jersey when, (laughs) that circulates in emails and on social media forums begins with, you've been seriously injured at Action Park. (laughs) (laughs) Some even credit the park for making them learn some difficult lessons in life. (laughs) Which, well, if you survived and didn't die, I guess. (laughs) Gotta get back up and go on. Oh, I lost some skin. Whatever. Let's get on the next ride. shit. In 2000, Matthew Callan recalled Action Park thusly. Action Park made adults of a generation of tri-state area kids who strolled through its bloodstained gates by teaching us the truth about life. It is not safe, you will get hurt a lot, and you'll ride all the way home burnt beyond belief. (laughs) And you'll enjoy it. Chris, Maybe, you know what, maybe that's a... I think with the mo- with the millennial generation is where that shift is. <laughs> They're like, "What is fucking wrong with you like, people?" Well, yeah, you're you're <laughs> fucked up. You people are fucked up. Uh, yeah. Chris Gethard, a writing a writer for the often in this episode aforementioned Weird New Jersey. I I know him. And he the associate he does a podcast. 
podcast. He does a book series, apparently, too. Yeah. He, he's also <laughs> been on The Office. Oh, okay. Yeah. He concurs. Action Park was a true rite of passage for any New Jerseyan of my generation. When I get to talking about it with other Jerseyans, we share stories as if we are veterans who served in combat together. Oh my god. I'm sorry, but if your childhood memory of like vacation is giving you PTSD, that's that's not normal. I suspect that's not okay. I suspect that many of many of us may have come closest to death on some of those rides up in Vernon Valley. Shit. I consider it a true shame that future generations will never know the terror of proving their grit at New Jersey's most dangerous amusement park. I'm I'm sorry, a shame? Chris Gethard, what is wrong with you? You are clearly a Gen Xer, if you think that that's somehow a great thing. On August 1st, 1993, MTV's greatest music show of all time, Headbangers Ball, Aww, your favorite. taped an episode at the park. Really? The host, Ricky Rackman, interviewed and went on the rides with the band Alice in Chains. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Are you telling me there's footage out there of there the is. Alice have, in Chains band members going this on this fucking shit? Yes. Holy shit! And they survived. Clearly. Yes, they did. Oh my well, god. Well, and they and they were all on heroin. So imagine how much fun those rides were. <laughs> well, the lead singer, anyway. Oh my god. For sure. The rest of the guys are not so. They they were definitely drinking and high. I'm sure. Well, probably. <laughs> The original version of the park's notoriety for its unsafe reputation inspired a film by Jackass star Johnny Knoxville called <laughs> Action Point. Oh, okay. Filming started in March 2017, and the film was released under the Paramount Pictures um, production oh. company on June 1st, 2018. I've never oh, heard of this movie. Yeah, same. I've, Action Point. Yeah, we'll have to look it up at some yeah. point. Yeah. Action Park is also the subject of Mashable's documentary video, The Most Dangerous Theme Park in America, which was released on September 24th, 2019. So this is kind of making the rounds a little bit. It's come back into, well, I think that's probably why there was a defunct land on it. Yeah, uh, back in circulation a little bit. People my age are starting to remember, be able to tell stories and put them out into the world through social media and all kinds of, and and it makes people like, wait, what? (laughs) Like, excuse me? (laughs) This was ever acceptable? What's wrong with you? In 2010, the whole Mountain Creek ski area in Water Park was sold to a group led again by Eugene Mulvihill, the, for- oh. the former owner of Great American Recreation and the owner of the adjacent adjacent Crystal Springs Resort. However, Mulvihill died two years later. I was going to say, how fucking old is this man? Uh, he aged, he aged out. He aged out, yes. Under the new ownership, the name of the water park was changed back to Action Park, starting with the 2014 season. Okay. In 2016, the Mountain Creek Water Park name was restored to the park, okay. thus retiring the Action Park name again, but it is still, it has that nickname. I'm sure, because yes. it's like, um, is it Joe Robbie Stadium or Dolphin Stadium or Landshark Stadium? When I was growing up, Rock? it was Joe Robbie, and that's kind of how yeah. I always know it. My even dad though it, still calls even it though Joe it Robbie. hasn't been Joe Robbie in probably twenty years. Who knows how long? And through then has gone through eight or nine different name Multiple. changes. Multiple, yes, absolutely. So yeah, you kind of like get to know a name and then just keep calling it. It sticks, that. yeah. And I mean, mm-hmm. Action Park, if a, they a name... place where people got injured <laughs> on a daily basis, and unfortunately, six people died. Yeah, it's kind of a fitting name. Yeah. Um, action isn't always good. You can be missing in action. You, you can. can be killed in action. Is apparent. Killed in action park. Why did nobody nickname it that? Um, I'm going to guess because Some, of PTSD. Well, yeah, that might be a little bit insensitive. Might be. 
sorry. That's okay. You didn't do it on purpose. I didn't do it on purpose. But that, my friends, was... shit. The story of... The story of... Action Park! (laughs) Exclamation point. And there will be an exclamation point when we put it out. There absolutely will be. There has to be. There will be. I already promised it on Facebook. Oh, okay. So, yeah, join our our Facebook group. All you have to do is answer a question. What's one of your favorite disasters? Um, Also, and by the way, I guess we established today, somebody asked to join our group and answered the question IDK as in I don't know. I rejected them because I'm like, I'm sorry. You there's got to be one. You have to offer something. Yeah, there's got to be, there, there's something. So try if you, again if you're If you don't that know, person. then you're trapped in some sort of weird bubble. If you can't. Well, anyway. or, or you're just being weird spammer, which is why we have well. a question at all. That's most likely the yeah. case. Oh, also we're on Spotify now. We are? Yes. Like, I thought it was like a whole thing to get on Spotify. It's not. So just in case anyone wants to, like it's pretty easy as a podcaster. So. And also uh, earlier, I forgot to uh, mention Alex's GoFundMe. Yes, we're still trying to figure out the. Um, what like, exactly is going on yeah, with it? But yeah, still haven't heard back from her. So hopefully all things are okay. Yes, but, but it is out there. As far it as is, I know, it just isn't it, accepting donations to my yeah. understanding. Well, yeah. we'll make people aware of it regardless. Yeah. So hopefully one day it'll be up and functioning again. Shirt. Oh, yes. There you go. Shirt, I thought. So. <laughs> so this has been our incoherent episode ramblings, not on David's side, just on my side, clearly. Well, it's because you keep interrupting me. That's right. It's, it's the whole problem is I keep interrupting you. I would also like to personally apologize to Sue for my cursing. <laughs> Sue being my mother. Yes. <laughs> Sue of uh, communion fame that we have discussed yes. in the past. I don't know if she. I don't know if she's that. heard I that episode. She hasn't listened this far. She's I hope listened. She gave she's, up. she's listened to some episodes. We know that. I hope if she's listening to this episode, she gave up like twenty minutes ago. Probably. But she'll text us, I'm sure, if she has it. Yeah, she might. I love you, Sue. (laughs) I love you too, Mom. There you go. All right. And shame on you for never taking me to Action Park. (laughs) (laughs) No, thank you for never taking him to Action Park. Otherwise, it may have been seven fatalities (laughs) and I would have a husband. It might have been. But uh, this was this was a bit of a a hybrid episode because there are some serious things we need to die. People died here. It's awful. And got seriously injured. Well, and it was just a horrible, like, even the people who didn't get seriously injured, this was just a terrible idea. This whole thing was a terrible idea. And it's not like we were talking about, it's not, I I only went into some of the attractions, okay? It's not like we were talking about there were 10 things or 15 or 20 things. There were 75 different attractions to choose choose from, which, number one, is, is... ultimately going to lead to people coming back like oh i haven't done this right. i haven't done that right. I ha- you yeah. know and and especially like you said they they were like doing a bait and switch in their advertising too. kind like, of yeah your spanish language advertising oh but nobody and then when you get here, here like like what the fuck yeah and then like that's also something were, that would not happen today hopefully it, not it wouldn't ever you know. and then to target like low income people and you know they were doing that on purpose to be like oh you don't have to go to six flags that's pricey we're gonna undercut the price a little bit and clearly they were undercutting they were able to undercut the price because they were undercutting safety and every fucking other thing but you have to also remember at the at the time they could 
There was no real. Okay, you know, so we. Need it doesn't to, make it right. I'm just saying. I get ya. you. Know. I, I'm. I'm just saying that's where we need to understand that ultimately. I mean, and this goes on today. Businesses, specifically corporations, larger businesses, not not necessarily like family businesses or whatever, but will or tiny businesses, but will take advantage of whatever they They will can. cut corners to make as much money legal, as they can. If it's legal, they'll do it. That's why people are like, oh, big government. Yeah. We don't want big government. I'm sorry, but people will do whatever they can without any regulation from actual authority, which is why it's important to have regulation. Yeah. Like this place, um, we mentioned earlier in the episode, this place um, found it more cost efficient to have more ambulances on board than just to just improve safety. That's or to your, pay out. like the, how many the, uh, times does settling make right. it more worth it than to yeah. like a settling in a legal the, case? Than the to modern example of that is um, at a lot of Amazon warehouses, and actually somebody who did my hair a couple months ago worked at one. I thought all this stuff was oh rumors and this and that. The one um, in Garner, because don't they have a? They I mean, might get it. It's, oh, I don't oh know okay, if that's, it's still in the. But works. anyway, at Amazon uh, packing warehouses. Mm-hmm. Um, Apparently, they cut down on air conditioning costs in the summer by just having ambulances outside. So if somebody passes out, God. it's just cheaper to give them a ride to the hospital than it is to... Than to pay for pe- air power conditioning. that gives you the air conditioning. Yeah. So. Read Winners Take All. <laughs> the and Elite the Jungle. Charade of, of Changing the World uh, by Anand Gerderatis and The Jungle by Upton Sinclair. Yeah. Holy shit. So, yeah, does yeah. does communism kill? Yep. Does social, socialism kill? Yep. Does cap- Wait, does socialism does, kill? Does capitalism kill? Fucking absolutely. Does socialism kill? Whatever. Socialism I'm, I'm just kill? going along with the whole memes that are uh, okay. out there. Okay. Well, I, don't, I don't truly believe I that. I agree with the whole communism and capitalism part. I'm not sure I agree with the socialism part. Oh, did you know? I just got... <laughs> I just got followed. I just got followed. That's not a word. <laughs> I was just followed by Hopefully the Hopefully not by... Okay. The Socialist Democrat Party. Okay. On Twitter. Well, there you go. That feels very like a big thing. It's a whole party followed me. There are a bunch of murderers and liars, though. So, no, unfortunately... Socialist Democrats. We had... <laughs> I had this entire conversation on Super Bowl Sunday. You know... Yes, that you did. I did my best. Yeah. I did my best. I feel like I did a good job, too. I feel like you did as well. Thank you. Thank you. Because I'm so fucking tired, guys. <laughs> so this might be the best I've been, time. I've been so tired for like two solid weeks now, and it's not going to stop until April 7th, like 16th, 17th, and then I'm going to sleep for about two solid days. Um, like and, Leslie and Nope the on the telethon. Yes, and then, yeah, off to the UK. You know, you can, I know you're giving me the wrap-up signal (laughs) because you're like, please let me save you. Okay, so that, my friends, was the story of Action Park. This has been another episode of All Bad Things. I'm Rachel. And I'm David. And we'll see you next week.